This is Yelena Ambert Simeon, co-founder of Kamijan, and I'm excited to inaugurate our new podcast on artists and creatives by talking with Romchi. Born in the Armenian quarter of Jerusalem, Romchi is a 24-year-old soulful baritone whose sensual tone, vulnerable lyrics, and emotive harmonic sensibilities pay tribute to Sade and James Blake. After coming to the U.S. as a refugee and building an event music business in New York City, Romchi is now stepping into the foreground on his own terms. Last month, he debuted his new single, Collarbone, and this Wednesday, December 7th, he'll be performing his original music for the first time at Rockwood Music Hall on the Lower East Side in New York City. Welcome, Romchi, and thank you so much for joining us. Before we talk about your new music, I want to hear the origin story of Romchi. What made you take the plunge? Great question. I think that the first punch came out of my uh, mom's belly because she, mm-hmm. she opera singer and the uh, story, the family story goes that every time when my mom would sing, I would kick her in the belly. And that's how she knew that I'm going to be a musician. And then um, I feel like since I was four years old, we were lucky enough to have a piano in our apartment. And I started playing piano seven years. I went to music school, 15 years. I went to jazz college and started playing at steakhouses, you know, playing piano and singing. And I moved to New York City and work now as a part of the Jazz Collective. It's uh, like an orchestra jazz band. And we do private events for Ferris Hilton, Met Gala. And I know that some people go to universities and they were like, oh, I don't really know what to do. I feel like my parents didn't even give me like a, chance. a choice. <laughs> and I'm so happy that they didn't because I feel like I'm, I'm the happiest person. You know, it's just, I guess, like runs in the blood and the background and the environment that I was brought up in. Uh, having a classical like mom who's an opera singer and a father who loves Armenian music. <laughs> was like, it scary to start doing your own music and have your family and, and friends listen to it? It is always scary. I feel like when you start doing something of your own, even as a musician, because I perform like a couple times a week, right? But you perform songs from the American Songbook or you perform like covers and pop, 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 whenever you perform your own original tune, this is something that I've never done before. So I don't really know if it's going <laughs> to be better or not, but my, I'm, I'm, I'm very frightened right now to, you know, to have my show, my debut show in New York City and sing my tunes for the first time as, as a debut, like as a debut and, It's very scary, but also very exciting. Let's talk about your new music. It takes a great deal of vulnerability to put yourself out there as an artist. I think that vulnerability also comes through in your voice. So I'm going to play a bit of your recent single, Collarbone, for our listeners so they can hear what I mean. Just like that without proper warning my mind and suddenly it's hurting right when I first listened to this I felt your voice had morphed into a daduk which is an ancient Armenian woodwind instrument I can't be the only person who heard that right what significance does that instrument have to you? Utmost significance. 
Coming from a jazz background, every vocalist's highest goal is to sound like an instrument. And if you can manage and master to fold your vocal cords in a certain way that, that you sound like an instrument, that's the highest, uh, what, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's the highest. It's like the goal kind of. Or... Well, well, yeah, practically. And you know, if you think about Amy Winehouse, right? She sounds mm -hmm. like a trumpet. It's very piercy. It like, it's, you know, it kind of gets under your skin too. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, I think Duduk have become like, like an, a subconscious decision that I want to sound like it, first of all, because uh, it's a part of my identity, my ethnic background and my cultural background, but also it's a very, not very well-known instrument like in the music industry outside of the particular like Middle East like region. I think that people are not familiar with that tone. And um, people have listened to the gladiator, so they've heard it, but they don't necessarily yeah, but, know what it is. Yeah, they, yeah. They like every time I come into the room with producers and musicians in the US and I tell them, like, listen, I like I have a Duduk player and I want Duduk, and then they were like, What the hell is Duduk? <laughs> Well, I gotta start like saying, well, you know, it's made out of an Africa tree and it's da 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 It's a multi-thousand-year-old <laughs> instrument. It has, it's yeah, probably and, one of the oldest Armenian instruments. No, 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 no. Like I have to start telling them. And then when they listen to the tone of it, mm -hmm. they're just mesmerized. And yeah. it's so soulful. I feel like it just, whenever I hear the duduk, it just touches me, you know, exactly. in my heart. It moves right. me so Why much. Why would you want your voice to sound like duduk? <laughs> If you manage, it is insanely hard to create that amount of air and control. And, and it's a very, first of all, it's an incredible compliment, <laughs> Yelena. Uh, to, you deserve to, it, yeah. But, but I got that, yeah, a few times, like from Armenians, they say like, oh my God, your voice sounds like this. <laughs> we hear it, we hear it, you know, we're like, we're primed to hear it, like we pick it up, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think a part of it was definitely subconscious because I was like, if I were to choose an instrument, the, the Duke sounds are the sounds that I you you want to embody. Yeah, grew up listening, and this is, and I know that it touches everyone's soul whenever they hear it. So I feel like subconsciously, I, I would start imitate not a saxophone, not a flute, not like any other horn instrument or woodwind instrument, but the Duke. But then I feel like it has also something to do with the fact that I had like an identity crisis, like in my late teens, uh, because- About being Armenian? Yeah, because uh, I spent my like teens uh, in like Russia and I feel like I wanted to water down my ethnic background because Russia is most, similar to it's like ethno demographics to the us mm -hmm. unless you're of a title nation and title nation i mean like wide blue eyes don't have an accent you know you're not an immigrant blah, 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 blah. you are treated as a second class citizen and here in the us too like you can be rich you can be whatever but unless you are born in the us unless you're white and unless all of those things you like you're considered you still get those questions, like, where yeah. are you from? Where are you really from? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. 
So for so me, so in Russia, like, what were they saying? Were they saying like your kafkas, like the derogatory yeah, term yeah, for people in? Um, yeah, and people will, you know, call us like black ass and the fact that, you know, everyone who has Jan in their last name would be uh, like, yeah. oh, so you're like a black ass, da, 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 da. And it's all very like giggling, but, you know. But every time you hear that, psychologically, like every time you hear that, you're just like, oh, like it's, it diminishes your just everything. Yeah. You could uh, you could have a day where you're like walking around like so proud like feeling so confident and then someone can take you down just by a stupid comment like that. Absolutely, and that's why a lot of Armenians in Russia they changed their last names and have been changing during the USSR. You know, in order to secure like good jobs because you cannot get a good job like mm -hmm. unless you have that ethnic sounding like uh, last name. So that's why pedigree. My whole my family you know i was born in azerbaijan and mm. most of the armenians well there's also another racial ethnic dynamic there you know yeah. living with azeris um but even for like my mom who grew up in a neighborhood where there were like no azeris she said to me like it wasn't until she was 15 that she even realized she was armenian because she spoke russian yes her like parents and grandparents spoke armenian but everybody thought of themselves you know as basically like russian and they went to Russian school and she said, you had to be, otherwise you wouldn't get, you know, you wouldn't get a good job. Like you wouldn't have like a good position. Yep. So a lot of people hid their identities basically. Yeah. Well, for me, my father and my mother would always remind me, you're Armenian, you're Armenian, like, you know, we're proud, like be proud and da, 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 da. It was me, actually me, who wanted to fit in, who wanted to be considered like, a first class citizen, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, who wanted to play. And I feel like it has something to do with the fact that I'm 6'4. So I like just physically stand out as well. Mm -hmm. and, like since I was a teenager, I was super tall, super skinny. And uh, I would basically desperately try to fit in. Mm -hmm. And only later in life, when I moved actually to New York City, and then I started just asking myself, like, what am I? Like, da 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 da. Well, there was a specific uh, accident that happened to me that made me realize that, I, like, how much of an Armenian I am, and that I've been like trying to like run away from it for the longest time. And that uh, these people made me feel like I should not be proud of my ethnicity, my mm -hmm. culture, the fact, like the language and everything. And it was just such uh, like a, a heartbreaking moment for me and my family because my parents would always remind me like you're Armenian and I would tell them like, no, um, um, what, do, what do you call it? Like I'm a person of the world. So, but a lot of us, a lot of us go through that. I feel like that's why New York for me, I, I mean, it was so liberating. I moved to New York when I was 18 and from central Pennsylvania. And mm -hmm. so finally, like every question is like, is no longer, where are you from? Where are you really from? You know, you have an accent. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like stop York, it. <laughs> everyone is from somewhere. Everyone is, you know, speaks a different language. Everyone is like, Everyone's an alien. Everyone's either from a different state, a different country, different, you know, corner of the world. So that's that's what's terrific about New York is that, you know, you you actually get to, 
your identity and your cultural background and your ethnic background is the thing that makes you different. When I realized that I sort of found myself and it, it was so sad that it took me such a long time to come to my Armenianess, uh, but I'm very happy that like I reconnected with everything. And then when, when I told my parents finally, you know what, you were right all these years and I'm so, so sorry that I was rejecting like- Our identity. Our identity, yeah. Because I can only imagine how hurtful it was for them. Mm -hmm. For me, it was my journey, right? For to tell your parents that like, listen, I'm, I'm not that, I wanna be considered like white. I want it like, no, 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 it's no. It's like no, rejecting no. them almost. Rejecting them. And it's very hurtful and I have to like apologize, but they, Parents love you unconditionally, either way, always, you know. Yeah. It's so, good that you it's good that you embraced it. I mean, I, I read a book a few months ago by Michael Arlen Jr. called Passage to Ararat. And he had the same sort of conflict where in the beginning of the book, he really rejected his Armenian identity. He wanted to be part of, you know, American mainstream white Anglo-Saxon culture. Mm -hmm. I think he was educated in England. And it wasn't until you and I were pretty early. It wasn't until later in his life, I think when he was in his 40s, that he was like, why do I have all of this anger towards Armenians? Like, I don't even know that much about Armenians. And he went to Armenia and he went through this whole process of like self-discovery and understanding. And part of it is he was trying to shield himself from a lot of the emotional trauma and, and, you know, inherited trauma that he had because his grandfather was a survivor of the Armenian genocide. And so dealing with that was too painful. Responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just want to live like a light, easy life and not have to take all of these things on, right? And so you kind of reject those parts of your heritage, but I'm happy that you embraced it. I think a lot of people in the last two years who weren't super connected to their Armenian roots or for whatever reason, like took them for granted are starting to return to that now. Yeah. And it's a terrific, it's really great that it's happening. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, circling back to my voice, the moment when I realized like what I am and I eliminated that identity crisis, my voice started changing too, because it started embracing the notes mm -hmm. and you know, everything in my voice. And that's why it started sound the way it sounds now. So, so you start imitating like all of these jazz singers, American jazz singers that sound in a very particular way, but no one sounds like a Daduk. Like, <laughs> Except who, Armenians. Like whom should I listen to, you know? Just, to <laughs> Romchi, sound. just Romchi, yeah. Well, listen, I will gladly continue mastering it and, you know, just embracing my Armenianness and hopefully that people, whenever they come to a live show, they can experience the depth of the voice and everything and be as easily touched by, by my voice as they could have been by listening to the Duke. I love it. And I'm so happy your parents gave you that foundation so that later on you could reconnect to it. You had something to reconnect to. So speaking of the concert, I know you're having a concert soon at yeah. Rockwood Music Hall. Would you like to tell us about it? Give us the dates, give us the information. 
thank you so much for highlighting it. First of all, Yelena, it's such an important day for me. It feels like my most important day to life because wow. no matter how many events and high profile parties I played and everything, this feels like the most important and intimate show of my life, you know, stepping into the foreground and performing my original songs uh, for the first time. Um, Wait, so this is the first time you're performing your original music live. Yes. Yes. Wow, that is huge. It is huge. And just having friends and like their friends and, you know, um, my Armenian family, it just means so much to me. Um, so we are playing a show at Rockwood Music Hall in Lower East Side, Manhattan, on December 7th. And I think it starts at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Okay. And I'll post the link so people can get tickets, but what is your Instagram handle? So they can follow you and find the link as well. It is my artist name, which is at Romchi, R-O-M-C-H-I-E. And um, there's a link in my bio as well to purchase tickets. And I really decided to uh, make the ticket price really affordable. Um, It's only $15 because for me, this concert is as like if I could, I would I would make it free. Make it free, yeah. So everyone could come. Yeah. A, like, it was like it has to be at least fifteen dollars. I was like, okay, let it be fifteen dollars then. But so much like this concert for me has nothing to do with a profit or you know or anything. I just really feel like I've been building up so much emotional weight and just. I really want to share that with people and I want it to be like an emotionally cathartic and emotionally charged concert where I get to open up and be vulnerable and sing my heart out and just truly connect with people. Beautiful. So if that wasn't enough reason, I think anyone listening is like, oh my gosh, I have to go get tickets. So we'll post it. If you're in the New York City area, please come out. And Romchi, thank you so much for joining us and telling us about your journey to unveiling, you know, yourself and embracing your identity and really coming into your own as an original music artist. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure and thank you so much for offering me to do that. Thank you.